Hello, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet. I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and today's episode is entitled, You've Changed. Have you ever had someone to tell you that you've changed? They may have said it in a nice, soft way, but you could tell that the true meaning of the statement wasn't nice at all. The significance behind that smile was not at all endearing or loving. What they were thinking in their minds and feeling in their hearts was that you're not like you used to be, and they don't like it because the change they see in you now makes them feel somewhat intimidated. To them, in many cases, is saying that you're not as easy for them to handle, not as easily manipulated or bullied as you once were. There are times when such statements are made that the person making the statement is saying that you're not as easy to control, manage, or suppress as in former times. In some cases, they will let you know in their own subtle and sometimes not so subtle ways that they don't like the new you. They don't like the change that you've gone through because they're still the same. They still have the same mindset, views, and attitudes that they've had for years. It means that you've left them in the same place where they've always been, and now you've grown beyond them. Have you ever visited an old place, church, or venue that's still stuck in the past? still going through the same old motions, singing the same old songs, and saying the same old things. That means that there's been no growth or advancement, and they won't like your new maturity and ability to stand up for yourself and those that you love. They like where they are, and they want you to stay there too. The fact that they can no longer manipulate you or the power that they once had over you is not as strong or for some it actually no longer exists and it's almost like a terror to them. Let me tell you how serious this matter is and how far back it goes. When a slave stood up to his master, no matter how wrong the master was, he was either beaten, sold off, or killed. After slavery, when a black person tried to stand up for their rights, whites said that they were getting too bigoty, arrogant, and uppity. The Klan would ride at night to the offending person's home and lynch them. This was all to keep them under control. White supremacists, even today, are doing everything in their power to keep blacks and non-whites suppressed and dominated through politics with gerrymandering and passing laws to keep blacks and non-whites under their power. They don't want the times to change, which is where the slogan for certain political parties, Make America Great Again, comes from. Whites have seen a change in other races that they don't like because it means that they are no longer in control of these people. In certain churches where some, not all, but some white pastors are seeing their black and non-white members oppose their rules and challenge their wrong scripture interpretations that are specifically meant to oppress and subdue. It causes these white pastors and their white racist members to feel challenged and resentful. They see it as their black and non-white members as getting out of their place. 
They will even term it as them getting bigoty and uppity. In many instances, gatherings, meetings, and ministries for a black person to stand up and disagree with the white one, it's taken as a huge offense. The rise in independence in blacks is frightening to some in the white race, and they don't like it. It's a change and transformation in blacks from what was always considered normal and expected to be a greater height and position, not only in society, but within their own personal lives. And those who were formerly in control don't like it. In so many instances, people will see changes in individuals that actually take them by surprise. Sometimes it can be so surprising that they don't know how to react to the change and are oftentimes not willing to accept it. This doesn't just happen with other races. It can also happen within our own families, among friends, and even co-workers. When others see changes in you, what they are seeing is that you've grown, matured, and developed to a higher level. Unfortunately, there are so many that don't like to see others change because it either means that they've been left behind or that they can no longer handle that person the way they were accustomed to. They no longer see them in the same way because they aren't the same. It makes them uncomfortable and puts them in positions that they're not familiar with. When the control a person once had is taken, it can leave the one who was formerly in control feeling unbalanced and insecure. Let me say that it's not only okay for others to see that you've changed, sometimes it's time for them to see it. However, it should be understood that the new you they're experiencing is not just a change in your attitude, but something that God has done deep within you. It means that you've gone to a higher place in him and you will never be the same again. In Matthew 17, Jesus took three of his disciples up on the mountaintop with him. I've talked about this scripture several times throughout my ministry, and it always seems to excite me. Although Jesus had many disciples besides the 12 named ones, when he went up on the mountain that day, he only took three with him, Peter, James, and John. It was then that they saw the Savior in a way that they had never seen him before. It's time for others to see you in ways that they've never seen before. Let them see your change. The three disciples saw Jesus transformed that day. In verse 2, it reads, There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. The word transfigured is actually interpreted as transformed or changed. It comes from the Greek word metamorpho, which of course is where we get the word metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is a process of transformation from an immature form to an adult one, which occurs in two or more distinct stages. The metamorphosis process can be a long one, but in order for the species to survive, continue, and develop as it should, this undertaking is necessary. 
So it is in the body of Christ in order for us as Christians and followers of Christ to not just survive, but to prosper, develop, and glorify the Father as we should, we must undergo this progression. It's time for us to have a change in our walk with the Father so that we can experience him as never before. And it's time for us to accept the transformations that our Father wants to take place within us. There's a conversion that must happen through a process of growth and development that God has ordained for each of us. Unfortunately, there are some who are willing to stay in their caterpillar stage because that's where they find it most comfortable. Like many races, there are some who just don't want change. Some are too afraid to develop their cocoons, which would seem to the unknowledgeable to be the dormant stage. There are too many who are afraid to see or accept what's actually occurring on the inside, which is a miraculous move of the Father. During the time that most are in this seemingly dormant phase of life, they are literally ignored, walked over, and deemed by some as insignificant. They're the ones that others feel can be handled, controlled, or managed. However, those around the cocoon don't realize or recognize that this dormant phase is when many Christians and followers of Christ are beginning to stretch and grow. What some see as just an individual to be overlooked, controlled, and managed is when that person's fruit of patience, long-suffering, and self-control is growing and developing. It's when they're learning what it truly means to walk in humbleness while at the same time developing great wisdom. While in that dormant phase, we develop, progress, and then come forth with wings which allows us to soar as eagles. We must grow and develop not only to survive, but also to thrive and relish in the glory of our Father. When people look at you, recognize, and even say that you've changed, it's because you've been through your metamorphosis. You've been through whatever was necessary to alter and reshape you from a place of less maturity to one that is greater with more significant responsibilities. You've been transformed, altered, and moved to a higher place of anointing. Yes, you have changed. And as I always say, don't be afraid of the changes. When Jesus was transformed and the disciples heard the voice of God, they were so scared that all three of them hid their faces. The process of seeing Jesus change and hearing the voice of God made them so afraid that they wanted to hide from it. Don't look away. Don't hide from what God wants to show you or stop listening to what he's speaking to you. Don't hide from what you need to see or who you need to be. Don't be afraid to see his glory, the glory that he wants to reveal in and through you. Don't be afraid to allow others to see the changes and transformations that God has brought about in you. Don't hide the glory that God has placed upon you. 
Let me say this to those who are still sitting under pastors, denominations, members of their churches, working on jobs, and even family members who are too afraid to allow others to see their change. Those of you who are still too afraid to speak up and say what needs to be said and move forth with what they believe God is speaking to their spirits. There are those who have been oppressed and dominated for so long until they don't even realize how much their growth has been impeded. They're absolutely oblivious to the fact that their development has been stunted. They've been prevented from evolving into the mature believers in Christ and it's come to the place where now they're confusing their fear for humbleness and that fear has also caused them to be afraid of rejection. They're afraid of what others will say about them because they've heard the remarks that were made concerning others who grew and developed. They don't want to be ostracized like those who have allowed their metamorphosis to be completed. They don't want to be referred to as belligerent, hostile, and quarrelsome because that's what they call the ones who are standing up for what they know is right and are not afraid. Many know that if they allow their metamorphosis to be completed, that they'll be called disrespectful, ungracious, and inconsiderate. They'll be pointed at and seen as being mean, hateful, and even racist, especially when calling others out concerning their racism. They'll be referred to as woke in a negative connotation. They'll be called Antifa and extremists because they finally decided that it was not only time for a change, but then they allowed the change to take place within them. They are far too many who have been suppressed, subdued, and held down because they're black or non-white, because they're female or handicapped, or any other number of things that those in controlling positions don't approve of. All of this oppression has been brought about in churches, on jobs, as well as in families. And if we're too afraid to let others see that we've grown and developed beyond the old regime, then their controls will continue. Oppression continues when someone is too afraid to stand up and let others see the change, the absolute glory that's occurred inwardly. But when that glory happens inwardly, it must also be shown outwardly. Let me say to you today that there's a glory within you that's specifically purposed to bring about a change, not only in you as an individual, but in society, among the people that you know and live among. Therefore, you cannot be afraid of the changes. Don't be afraid of the changes and don't be afraid of the glory. There's one other thing that I believe I'm supposed to say to you today. You're not only supposed to change, but your change must come at the right time when it was ordained for it to occur in your life. It must happen when God says it should and you can't miss your season not only for the change to occur, but also for the change to be revealed to others. I have said this again and again, according to Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time and a season 
for everything under the sun. That includes a time for us to accept the changes that God wants to bring about in us and through us. Unfortunately, for some, it's already too late. When my husband passed in 1996, he left me usufruct of his home in New Orleans. It meant that I could have lived there as long as I chose, even if I had remarried. However, in 1998, I heard God say that he had a different home for me. At the end of 1999, I purchased the house I presently occupy, which is about 80 miles north of New Orleans. Around 2001 or two, as I was standing in the kitchen of my present home, I heard God say to me, Beatrice, I moved you from something to come. He didn't specifically say that it was a hurricane, but deep in my spirit, I believed that's what it was. I said to God at that time, well, Father, if you moved me, what about my mother and my sisters? They were all living in New Orleans, or at least in the greater New Orleans area. My mother was living in what's called the Ninth Ward of New Orleans. Within the next two years, by 2004, two of my sisters and my mother had moved to Amit, Louisiana within very close proximity to me. In 2005, Katrina struck. The Ninth Ward, where my mother had been living, was completely wiped out. The house she lived in was flooded above the rooftop. So what's my point? If my mother had procrastinated, if she had not moved in the right season at the right time, as many who lived in that area did not, she would have drowned. My family only had a certain amount of time in a particular season to make the move they needed to make. So it is with all changes that God brings about in our lives. We only have a certain season in which to allow the things that God wants to do. Don't miss your season for change. You miss your season and your change when you allow fear to control you. You miss them when you become so content with where you are that you literally refuse to move to another place. You miss them when you believe that who and what you control will be taken out of your control. Let go. Get up and move. Go ahead and accept your metamorphosis and don't be afraid of the changes. And remember, it's good when someone says to you that you've changed. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. 
and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.